I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I am talking to Serena, who had a problem that stumped me for a minute. It was confusing because she used to love cooking. She really enjoyed it. She had a healthy cooking habit. And her life got a little busy and crazy, and so she kind of lost it for a bit there. But then her schedule got back to normal, and she couldn't get her habit back. And it was really confusing to me because she just told me over and over again how much she liked it and how much she missed it and how much she thought it was a good thing. And and I was like, well, why is it not working? And she was like, I have no idea. Why is this not working? <laughs> so we had to sort of dissect what happened in her past and figure out the missing ingredient for her dinner habit. It ends up being a pretty straightforward solution, which is cool because some it, it just goes to show you that sometimes something that seems just so unsolvable and so confusing and confounding can really have a simple solution if you think about it in the right way. So listen to Serena's story and let me know what you think. Hey, Serena, how are you? Hey, doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, Why don't you tell me how I can help you today? Okay, yeah, sure. So basically, like, I have a problem with cooking dinner (laughs) in the evening. So, like, say if I... It really depends on the situation. So, like, say if I come home from, like, a 6.30 fitness class and it's, like, already 7 and I'm, like, hungry, I'm, like, I'm already kind of tired. I don't care if I, like, just slap something together and stick it on the pan or something. But what really annoys me a little more is, like, say if I get back home from work or research and actually, like, have time to cook... Uh, then I wind up not cooking and then still wind up slapping stuff together at the last minute. And like, I basically kind of miss being able to eat like uh, really awesome, like stir fries and like lasagnas and stuff that I used to make. And right now it's like quesadillas and random vegetables. So you used to cook regularly. Yeah, totally. When was this? Pretty recent, like even like half a year ago, maybe half a year, year ago, and then gradually just kind of started woo, sliding down. What changed? Um, that's a good question. I think part of it was that about half a year ago, my work schedule got a little crazier. So I was coming home late a lot more often. And then I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm just gonna like, throw something together. So I think like at that time that was like reasonable, but now that I actually have time, you know, my schedule kind of freed up a little more. I'm still like, wow, why am I not like cooking a like nice proper dinner? Like that would be really great. Got it. So you know how to cook and you sounds like you enjoy making, you know, a, a real dinner for yourself, like a, a substantial dinner for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the past six months or so, you had some changes in your schedule that seemed to make you tired. I think I heard that word several times. Yep. And um, that 
naturally the the one of the first habits to fall by the wayside when we don't have a lot of energy at the end of the day is cooking because that requires thinking and shopping and doing stuff and there's a lot of easy options out there yes definitely (laughs) (laughs) so um it sounds like you you were having this experience. You did give in a few times. And at some point, your habit sort of dissolved. And you're frustrated now because you've, it sounds like your schedule's a little bit back more under control, but your habit has not fallen back in the line like you had hoped. Yeah, exactly. And this was like, really, I don't know. It's like really irksome. It's like, I'm, I'm like the sort of person who likes like enjoying a great dinner, especially like after like a long day or like if I like had a, you know, a pretty long run or something, it's like, I really enjoy that. So like what happened? So you're, you, you're really confused because you actually really, you find this to be something that's like a real positive thing in your life and you value it a lot, but for some reason it's not working still. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a total conflict of interest there. Yeah. That's frustrating and confusing. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. So, so you clearly like want this back. This isn't like the situation where you're like, I hate cooking. I'm too tired. Like you don't have like the reasons that you may have given yourself as an excuse in the past to maybe slack off a little bit and just order takeout or whatever it is you were doing, making a quesadilla, uh, which is cooking, by the way. I'll give you some credit for, <laughs> for that. Um, but it minimal, sounds, minimal. Yeah, but it sounds like you'd like to have something a little bit more uh, traditional um, and then more, more involved in, in a more balanced meal, let's say. And you're not finding that you have the motivation to do that. Yeah, yeah. And... That yeah, and the strange thing is like I enjoy cooking. Like it's it's like really relaxing to like blast on like a podcast or a musical and just like get chopping and like start throwing stuff in the pan or something. Like that's really great for me. So I'm like, this is so weird. So what have you have you tried like what have you made any effort to tackle this other than being like confused? <laughs> I've tried like getting stuff at the grocery store to make meals and like thinking like oh yeah there's this like recipe from i don't know cooking light or america's test kitchen that i really want to try like let's go do it and like i buy all the ingredients and then i like totally have this plan and then it once like then like once a weekday comes then i'll be like okay i'm gonna like I get home at like five, five thirty, and like there's totally enough time to cook. And then what happens is I usually wind up like doing something else, like I don't know, cleaning up the house or like that sounds like way less fun. Yeah, it's I'm like I don't want to clean the house. Like, come on, that's like not fun. Hmm. <laughs> so you're just avoiding cooking for some inexplicable reason. Yeah. Although, yeah. Yeah. Although what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe my first guess was like maybe it got like wrapped up with like being really tired. I don't know. Um, that's the best reason I can think of. So but, it's starting to sound like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's interesting because you you already told me that you enjoy it. 
Yes, I do, for sure. And what exactly do you enjoy about it? Like being able to just like put things aside for a while and just like focus on like shopping or like um, simmering or stir frying or something. And so it's like a chance to sort of relax and unwind and. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like there's also this thing, right? Like the whole like home cooked meal thing, right? There's a lot of positive connotations with that. So you also like the idea of being somebody who cooks dinner for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like to me, I think that's like a form of self-care, right? To cook dinner for yourself and to say like, hey, like I'm taking care of myself by cooking all this good food. That's a fantastic reason. Yeah, it's like absolutely baffling. Anything else? Does it feel, is that like a creative outlet for you at all? I would say my creative outlet is really more in baking. I bake Right now, I'm baking more than I cook, which is probably not good for my waistline or my parents' waistline or my friend's waistline. Um, <laughs> or anybody you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Um, they all taste great, though. But I'd say that's where like, I get a little more creative, actually. Um, with cooking recipes, I'll just mainly like try to look at something and just kind of follow the recipe straight through. And usually I try to pick like relatively fast stuff like say like a pasta is like relatively fast or um some sort of stir fry or something i will say that i actually used to get into the habit of like meal prepping on the weekend where i would go buy everything and like prep everything for breakfast and like everything for lunch and like even like make like a giant batch of stuff to like eat off of over the weekdays. And um, right now I'm like pretty good with breakfast and lunch. And even those I can do a little more on the fly. But for dinner, it's like, wow, what happened? Interesting. So you just said a lot of stuff that I think uh, is potentially some clues. So what happened to your meal prepping? I think that got kind of pushed aside in favor for hanging out with uh friends and my boyfriend are those guys new friends and the boyfriend yeah friends nope boyfriend uh nope okay so you used to be able to meal prep despite hanging out with them sometimes yes yeah yeah do you think that if you came home on a wednesday night and there was already a bunch of stuff prepped in the fridge for dinner. Do you think you'd be more likely to cook? Yeah, yeah, totally. If I could figure out like some sort of veggie thing and like some sort of protein thing and some sort of starch thing and I just threw it all together, that was a little less like a random quesadilla or like just a random veggie patty <laughs> stuck in a pan and something more like a proper meal, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like to me, that sounds like a an obvious target. Because if you're coming home after a long day, I mean, nobody who has a busy, full life, like wants to come home to an empty fridge, or even a full fridge, with no clear idea of what you're going to make, or even a clear idea of what you're going to make, but it's kind of hard, because you have to do all the work from scratch on a weekday. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if I want to make a frittata, I really don't want to like, get out all the eggs and start chopping everything. And by the time you're done cooking, it's like 830. And you're like, wow, I'm starving. 
Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things we teach in my Foodist Kitchen program is that you need to make cooking easier by having stuff prepared ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Just to just to take like, like it's, you can always add like a few fresh things to make it feel like it's brand new and, you know, like it feels like a fresh meal. It's not just eating leftovers. But the the feeling that you don't have to start from like making rice and making lentils and making some kind of meat and chopping all the veggies and like even like the the process of choosing what to make takes time and energy whereas like if you already have stuff in the fridge you already sort of have an idea and you you know if you already have like a roast that you can pick off of or like some grains or some beans or something in the fridge already or some chopped veggies like you already you don't have to like there like narrows your option so much that it doesn't make it seem like this huge decision you're like well i'm gonna make something with chopped bell pepper and carrots because that's what i have yeah yeah that takes a lot of like planning out of you know a day full of like already like making a lot of decisions and like choosing things so exactly have you heard of the concept of decision fatigue I think I've heard it under another name, like maybe ego, ego uh, depletion, ego depletion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the concept that no matter what you're doing in life, like whether you're choosing to, you know, do focus on like studying something or dealing with your boss or trying not to beat your kids because they're so annoying or whatever it is (laughs) that like people struggle with, or even just trying not to like honk at someone in traffic. All like every single decision and act of self-control you use makes it that much harder. Like it depletes it like a muscle, like it gets tired. And it's like, you know, if you've been doing curls at the gym all day, the last thing you want to do when you get home is like 10 more curls. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Or like I've had the miserable experience of like biking five miles to my friend's boot camp and like doing her workout, which is like unfortunately a hill workout. And then I'm like the last thing I want to do is bike back home, but unfortunately, I made that bad decision, so now I have to bike back home. <laughs> right. That's super interesting. So maybe instead of thinking about what we can, like, because we already know you've told me you want to cook dinner. You you enjoy it. It's relaxing for you. You you strongly value it as a form of self-care. You used to do it, so you know it's not impossible. It's not this, like, crazy task. You're just, you're wondering what's that slight edge that's like keeping you on the side of not doing it versus doing it. And I think meal planning is a pretty strong suspect. Yeah, yeah. I feel like meal planning would definitely, yeah, meal prepping would definitely make life like tons easier, like way tons easier. So how can we put that back into your weekends? That is a very good question. Let's start with how you used to do it. How did you, what, what used to happen? I think it was slightly easier for me before when I was a student because like there was this, all this time that I would like, I think I spent like Sundays. I think Sundays were usually my rest day. So I was just kind of flopping around in the apartment doing nothing or like doing homework rather. And so I would just, you know, mosey on to the kitchen in between studying or something and just like prep stuff you know because i had like it was my rest day (laughs) i had nothing better to do that day i think it's just like i just made use of like a big you know what was already kind of like a chunk of time to just go take care of and what do your sundays look like now right now they're a little bit all over the place like depending on the weekend my boyfriend could be staying over i could be like helping coach 
coach like this Weight Watchers group. Let's see, I could have like family or friends coming over for brunch or lunch. And so it's sort of, sort of more all over the place. Uh, way more all over the place, actually. Are Saturdays like, the same? I would say Saturday mornings are usually pretty booked up. That's when I usually like go for a long run with my running group or something. But I don't think I really have much to do on Saturday afternoon. I think that chunk is really more free. Only I think I wind up like scrolling through Facebook or something <laughs> during that time now that I think about it. Cool. That that's so you have some empty time there that we could maybe fill with something more valuable than Facebook. Yeah, Facebook doesn't get me anywhere. <laughs> cool. So I'm I'm wondering how much about how much time does it take you on a weekend, would you say, to like prep, let's say just enough for like two or three more substantial meals a week? It cannot be more than an hour, an hour and a half maybe. I don't I really don't think I'd go to two hours. Like I'm I'm mainly cooking for myself. Like Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like I'm not cooking for my 200 pound boyfriend. That's, that's not, <laughs> that would be a different story. Right. No, just for me. Right, right. So, so potentially there's an hour in there on Saturday afternoons when you can like reprioritize meal prep. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I totally didn't, don't know why I didn't think of that. But that's actually a really good chunk of time I could use. Cool. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, these are the sorts of, like, this is the, sort of like in the trouble, <laughs> like lost for words. <laughs> this is the trouble with health habits is they tend to go on like our subconscious back burner. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like a work project where like I have to be organized. I have to show my notes. I have to like do all this stuff and I have a deadline. And so you're like, when that's the sort of situation, you're, you're very conscious about all the steps that need to be taken to accomplish your goal. Yeah. But with health stuff and like life stuff, it just feels like, oh yeah, yeah. Just like I eat every day. Like why would I, you just, it's not something we're accustomed to spending extra time thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, I'll take care of it. And then before you know, it's, you're like, what? <laughs> right. Like you think it's going to take care of itself somehow. Like there's this sort of like unconscious thought that like, oh yeah, it's dinner. Like I can handle dinner. But sometimes you realize you haven't been handling dinner for a couple of months and you're like, what the heck happened? And exactly. And you just need a few minutes to, to figure out like what changed. It's not always obvious what changed. Yeah, no, I totally didn't realize that went back to the Sunday meal prep stuff. But yeah, that now that I think about it, that made a huge difference when I was like, actually, you know, because like, I guess if I had all that stuff prepped on Sunday, then like when I came back home, then yeah, it took me like a tops half an hour to like get everything else together. But if I don't do that, then it's like an hour, an hour and a half to get everything done. And suddenly you have the energy to do it. Yeah. Cool. I have one more question. I'm curious, you said you, you're still baking. Like, what, what was the difference between the cooking and the baking? Like, why did the baking not fall off? That's a really good question. I think there's, like, the whole aspect of, I guess, more instant gratification from baking. <laughs> like, for me, it's just, like, you get to, like, see stuff kind of puff up in the oven and, like, turn into all these, like, yummy treats. I don't know, like, I, to me, just like baking feels like way more instantly gratifying than cooking. And there's like, less prep work, I guess. 
Although actually there's probably more prep work and baking. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds way harder to me. Um, but it sounds like for you, it's a, it's more of a, almost like a arts and crafts time. Like it's more of a creative outlet that's rewarding and fun. So it's not a chore the way following a recipe at 7 p.m. when you're already tired feels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I actually wonder if there's like some sort of like grain or something that I can cook up because honestly that's like my biggest I think that's actually like my biggest hang-up because I'm like I'll have the tendency to like burn the rice in a pot if I'm like cooking a pot of rice I've never done it in quinoa but I'll burn like a pot of rice and it's terrible (laughs) so that's like that's like a giant hurdle for me I'm like I really don't want to scrub dirty you know black pots so i'm trying to like every every weekend i'm like what grain could i cook and that's just like a giant hurdle like vegetables take like no time they're like easy but the grains are just like what can i make that's not a headache yeah you want to brainstorm some real fast yeah that that would actually be great (laughs) all right um well first of all i mean one option is you could invest in a rice cooker usually That's prevents true. it from burning. I did that. I always <laughs> thought rice cookers were a waste of money. And I have to confess that my husband got one and I was like, so annoyed. I was like, oh, I can't believe you spent money on that. Like I can cook rice fine. You're so silly. And it is like the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like one of those pressure cooker ones. And so the rice comes out perfect, like just like at a sushi restaurant and it keeps it yeah. warm for a couple days even. So it's like, I mean, it's just, that's been great. So that's an option. Yeah, no, my mom even had like one of those rice cookers at home, like when I was growing up and it would like, it would play like this little like, um, tune when the rice was done cooking. So you would like, it is the cutest. I know it's like this, I like this little Japanese tune it plays. It's so cool. (laughs) I love it so much. It's, it's adorable. Yeah. So those can be, you know, um, I think, I think you can get one for a semi-reasonable price. Um, but there's other grains as well. Have you ever tried, uh, farro? No, no. Oh, I'm excited for you. So farro is a grain. It's, it's, it's more of an ancient grain. It's related to wheat. It used to be kind of harder to find, but these days it's kind of everywhere. And it's, it's got a really great texture. It's, um, it's like if barley wasn't slimy. Mm. You know how barley can get a little slimy? Yeah, yeah. But, but farro, it's got like a really nice like toothy chew to it and what's great is i just boil it in water and then when it's soft i dump the water off you don't have to like get it all perfectly steamed like you do with rice Mm -hmm. so it's like as long as there's enough water in there it's kind of hard to mess it up like it's hard to burn it or whatever Mm -hmm. and it holds its shape really well like if you throw it in you can like actually add it to the stir fry itself like at the end and get the like stir fry juices in there Mm -hmm. and instead of just like using it as something you set on and like pour the food on top of but also because it's like it keeps its consistency so nicely and it's it keeps really well in the fridge like in my opinion it keeps much better than rice yeah, rice gets all like either dry or like really horribly mushy. Yeah, yeah. Faro might change your life. Okay, I'm gonna go look out for that. One. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I mean, barley is pretty good too. Um, quinoa is okay. 
A lot of people like it. I like the red quinoa a little better than the white quinoa. Yeah, I I found like quin. I don't know. I used to be like super into quinoa, and for a long time that was like the only thing I ate. Right now, I think I kind of OD'd on quinoa. Mm. What about like something like lentils? I've never tried. I've actually like the one time I tried cooking lentils, I also managed to burn the pot. So I don't know whether I'm just cooking it improperly. There's lots of different kinds of lentils. Um, they're not technically grains. They're uh, they're more like beans. They're more like they're pulses, legumes. legumes yeah. Um, but there's certain kinds that I really find very easy to cook, and those are the little tiny French green lentils or oh. the little tiny black lentils because they keep their shape really nicely. And again, what I do is I just I, I boil it in a ton of water, like a lot of water, <laughs> and and a little bit of salt, and. As long as there's enough water in there, you just cook them until they're soft. And once they're soft, you just strain them. Oh, okay. So you don't have to like, it's not like alchemy. You just, you don't have to like guess the right amount of water and time and heat. Like you just simmer until done. Okay. That's fantastic. Cause that was my problem with rice. <laughs> All right. So what are you going to do? What's your plan? Um, with that, like, I'm definitely thinking I'll pick up some borrow because I've ne- I've actually never tried baro, so that's like a whole new world for me. There are some good recipes on summer tomato. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know where to check that one out. Um, I don't know if I could even like enlist my boyfriend to actually help me with some of the meal prep too, because he's not as health conscious as I am. So like, I'm usually the one to like drag him outdoors or. Um, I don't know, drag him to like a salad place. Mm -hmm. So I don't, maybe that would be like a good idea for like both of us to kind of get into the whole like healthy eating habit kind of thing. That is a fantastic idea. Getting somebody involved in the creation of healthy food is one of the proven ways to get them more excited about it. And also it'll make like, it's a fun thing to do just for your relationship, like bonding stuff. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, then I think he'll know how to make more stuff than like nachos. <laughs> <laughs> also not a good skill. Anything, yeah. I mean, not saying that there's anything wrong with nachos, but uh, nachos every night for dinner is not the greatest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So you are going to experiment with some new grains and legumes. You are going to carve out time on your Saturdays and potentially recruit your boyfriends to make sure that you have enough ready prepped stuff in your fridge for so that when you come home on a weeknight, it won't be it, cooking won't sound too hard. Yeah. Yeah. That way I won't, you know, just flop on the sofa or something, you know. Yeah, that, that would actually. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds totally doable. All right. Then I think we think we're good. Yeah, sounds like we're good. All right. All Keep me posted on how it goes. Yes, I'll let you know if my boyfriend eats uh, starts to eat something other than nachos or like sliders or something. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Perfect. Thanks, Serena. All right, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without 
dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.